Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. I'm going to invite you to find the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1 tonight. We'll start there and uh, we'll see if we go to some other scriptures tonight. We may, we may not, we'll see. Deuteronomy chapter 1, and here's what I'm going to talk about tonight. And... uh, I think it's going to be good for us. How many of the words always good for us? Here's what I want to talk about. God's not through blessing you. God's not through blessing you. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6. I just feel like this is an assignment, you know. And I know, you know, maybe I could have preached this on Sunday, but I just felt Wednesday night, you know. So, uh, Obviously, we need it, right? Amen. Uh, Deuteronomy 1, 6 says, The Lord our God spoke unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mountain. Take you and tur- turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the Amorites and unto all the uh, places nigh thereunto in the plain, in the hills, in the vale or the valley, and in the south and lay and, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, and unto Lebanon, and unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land, which the Lord swore unto your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them, and to their seed after them. You know, Israel came out of Egypt, and this is referring to, you know, when they came out, they went to Mount Horeb, or Mount Sinai, it's also called. And God showed up. I'm telling you, God showed up. And He came down on that mountain. And it was so um, outstanding, the lightning, the thunder, the smoke, the fire, uh, that it was so uh, awesome that God actually, a lot of people may not know this, but God actually spoke the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel when you study that passage a little closer. And He spoke those out. He had, he, you know, He put them on the stone tablets from Moses, but when He was giving them, the, all the people heard Him, Thou shalt have no other gods before Me. And it was so awesome and so powerful and so frightening that the people told Moses, Hey, you go talk to God. We don't want to talk to God. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this uh, you understand, this scared the bejeebies out of them, okay? And it's like, we don't want anything to do with this because this is a holy God. And so, you know, that was, that was sad because God said, I've come to make you a kingdom of priests, you know, but you don't, want to, you don't want to get close to me. But anyway, they had such, um, you know, such manifestations I mean, you, you, you think about the Ten Plagues. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anybody watch the Ten Commandments, that old movie? Yeah. That, that was pretty, those plagues were pretty cool, all the things that God did. And then, you know, he, uh, the way He brought them out, and He parted the Red Sea, and how He took care of them, and all that. And they are just camping around this mountain. I mean, they have gotten blessed. I mean, you know, I mean they've gotten delivered from bondage. Yeah. They've got a God who's taken care of them. Yeah. Uh, they've got great leadership. Everything's going good. 
and all they want to do now is hang around the mountain. And God said, you've been here long enough. It's time to move on. I've got more for you. I've got, I've got more I want to do for you. I've got more blessing for you. And one of the lies of the devil is, is sometimes he can convince people that you're blessed as much as you can be blessed. And it's, it ain't so. Amen. And I'll tell you one thing he does, and this, this, this for older people right here, is when you get a little older, sometimes he tells you, well, you've gone as far as you're going to go. It's a lie. I said, it's a lie. God's not done blessing you. He's not through blessing you until you're like the Apostle Paul who said, I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. Amen. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Amen. There's, I, I'm finished. I've done it. I'm completed. How many know if you're still breathing, you're not done yet? Amen. And so as you get a little older, the devil starts speaking to you. And I'm sure he maybe does this to young, younger people too. He's, you know, if you'll buy it, he starts speaking to you that, well, maybe it's time for you to uh, step back and let the younger people have it. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I'm not stepping back from anything. I'm going to go forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When I started, I was a younger person. I, I was thinking about, I was talking to Michelle the other, other night about this. I said, you know, when your, your dad and I started together, working together, uh, he was 35 and I was 21. And now he's 77 and I'm 46. <laughs> now I told the girls that, I said, I, I said, if you're dyslexic, I'm 36. All right, so just reverse it. But have you know... Uh, you know, listen, uh, of course, I'm not 46, you know that. I know I look it, but I'm not, but I'm a lot older than that. Uh, you know, so anyway, I, I, you know, we, we, we started, I started as a young person with him, and uh, he certainly helped me get my start and get going and all, uh, but he didn't quit because a younger guy came on the scene because God's not done. He's got, how I many you know God's got plenty of room in his kingdom for everybody to work? Amen. And so, you know, there was a, it was a teaching years of several years ago about the Joshua generation rising up and all the older guys were going to sit down. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, how many, Paul uh, was an older guy. And he didn't sit down until he passed on. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, you know, Peter didn't go till he was old. Right. How do I know that? Because the Bible says when you're young, Jesus said when you're young, you, you went where you wanted to. But when you get old, yeah. somebody's going to take you someplace you don't want to go. Right. Talking about the way he would die. And so he, you know, listen, there's room for everybody, amen? But the devil will tell you, you're getting older, and, you know, uh, God's done as much as he's going to do in your life. He's done as much as he's going to do in your ministry. I tell you, it's a lie. I said it's a lie because God's not done blessing you as long as you're still breathing. You may think, well, Pastor, I'm pretty comfortable and all. Well, that's where the Israelites was. You know, we can be thankful for what God's done in our life, but don't get comfortable. Amen. And so... The Bible tells us in Proverbs that the path of the just is supposed to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Glory be to God. You know, I'm blessed today, but I'm expected to be more blessed next year. Hallelujah. And I'm not just talking about natural things. Thank God for natural things. But, but you, you know, I'm talking about I'd rather have spiritual things. Amen. You know, some people are just happy with natural blessings. I, I, want, spirit, I want the spiritual stuff first. 
Amen. I said, amen. So you have to ask, have you possessed all the land that God's given you? They hadn't. And, and God said, look, you've been here long enough. It's time to go on. There's some land to possess. There's some, there's some places to take. And, and there's more I have for you. I, I want to bless you more, but you, you've got you've to move on. You can't get satisfied. You can't, you can't quit. How I many know you could, you could literally quit? You can literally sit down and not do anything. And, uh, you know, the Lord told Brother Hagin one time, he said, many of my ministers never even get out of the first phase I have for them in ministry. They didn't even get out of the first level. Well, I don't know about you. I don't want to be stuck in the first level of second grade. I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be stuck. Amen. Amen. I want to be stuck in second grade. How about you? Amen. Amen. And so, uh, you know, uh, some people <laughs> failed second, third grade several times, but I like to move on. Yeah. I said, I like to move on. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about this tonight. I want to talk to you about how I don't care where you're at, what, how, how blessed you think you are, how comfortable you might be, God's not done. Amen. Or maybe, maybe you're here tonight and you think, well, I'm just getting old. It's just time for me to sit down and let younger people you know, run with it. Well, the younger people have got their call. Amen. God's got something for them to do. But it doesn't mean he's telling you to sit down. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Are you listening now? Brother Hagin tells a story about a woman that was in her 80s, you know, and she had a, I think it was a tumor in her stomach, and uh, they wanted Brother Hagin to go pray for her. She's a preacher lady, you know, old Pentecostal preacher woman, and uh, they wanted Brother Hagin to go pray for her, and so he did, and she, she was just like, Brother Hagin, I, I mean, I've served God, I'm, I'm old, just let me die. He, he said, well, no, I'm not going to do it. He said, uh, let God heal you and then die if you want to, and he said, it took me uh, quite a while going to see her to convince her to let God heal her but she finally you know came around and said all right and at 90 something she was still out preaching hallelujah God wasn't done God's not done do you take your last breath and then he's got something else for you amen the Bible says you know God's God's thinking about your future I'll show you scripture here in just a bit but God's thinking about your future the Bible talks about that in the ages to come he's going to show us his his kindness uh, through His grace in Ephesians 4, uh, or chapter 2, 7. So He's thinking about it. He's got plans for us. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, even if you do go on, He's got plans for you when you get the other, other side. Yeah. He's got things for you to do. The Bible says He's going there, to, He went there to build you a mansion, a dwelling place. Yeah. Amen. Uh, you've been thinking about that? What do you want in your mansion? Well, I mean, God knows everything. We, we used to have a farmer. He's in heaven now. But he used to tell, tell us, he'd say, I want corn, I want corn to go, come all the way up to my mansion. He liked farming that much. And I don't know, maybe he does have it now. Maybe he's got a mansion. He looks out his window and there's corn out there. I don't know. God, you know, God, God could do it, couldn't he? Yeah. Amen. And so I want to talk to you about this, about God's not through blessing you. And don't you, think, don't you let the devil put that in your mind. And don't you let the devil convince you that you've come as far as you can come. And don't you let the devil convince you you've done as much as you can do. And don't you let the devil convince you there isn't anything more. There's always more. There's always more. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Hallelujah. I, I, think, I think when we get to heaven, you know, some of the tears the Lord's going to have to wipe away is when we see what we could have had and what we could have done. 
and what we attain to. I do. But thank God he'll wipe those tears away. And, uh, but we'll, we will see what we, what we really could have had and what we really, we really could have been. Amen. So let's go over to Philippians chapter 3. Uh, Paul talked about this in the New Testament. I want to look at a few scriptures tonight and just exhort you. God's not through blessing you. He's not through. He's not done. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Philippians chapter 3. <clears throat> and Paul said this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. He said, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect or complete. But I follow after, or you could say, I press on, if that I may apprehend that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. How many want to apprehend everything Christ has apprehended you for? Yeah. Amen. Behold, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth. I mean, that's, that's stretching, isn't it? Reaching forth unto those things which are before. Everybody say before. There's some things still before us. Amen. Even Paul said, I haven't attained yet. Now, here's a guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And he's saying he hadn't attained. I don't think I have either. Have you? And so I should still be doing like Paul said, reaching forth, reaching forth. And uh, verse 14, I, I press... Listen to these words, reaching forth, I press, I follow after, I press for the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So how many there's something higher for us? Let us therefore as many be perfect, or that word is mature, perfect means mature, be thus minded. And if anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. In other words, Paul's saying, Look, this is the mind mature people are supposed to have that they're constantly pressing on for more. They're constantly pressing on for more. That's maturity. Okay. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. What does that mean? Well, no matter where we're at, let's still walk by that same rule that we keep pressing on. No matter how much we've obtained, there's still more. I said there's still more. You may get tired of me saying this tonight, but when you leave here, you're going to know there's still more. There's still more. And keep pressing on and keep pressing on. Like Paul said, that's maturity. Amen. You know, you can get to a certain level. I've been studying the Bible for over 40-some years. You can get to a certain level and think, well, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I know a lot of things. Hey, there's still a lot of things we don't know. There's still more. I said there's still more. Amen. And uh, we need to press on. Amen? Amen? And don't let the devil tell you, you know, that you're getting older. I've always, I don't know if it's on the radio, but I used to hear this commercial on the radio, and it was, it, I've always got a kick out of it. It said, do you have any relatives that are getting older? I said, yes, every one of them. The only alternative to that is you're dead. We're all getting older, Right? But old doesn't mean quit. I said older doesn't mean quit. Amen. I think it was Dr. Summerall said, age is a number, old's in your head. Think about it. Age is a number, old's in your head. 
Amen. And you know, he, I saw his itinerary when he was in his late 70s, and uh, it, was, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. Matter of fact, we know a guy, we, we haven't seen him in years, but we knew a guy, and uh, you guys did too, uh, the new guy that was his, one of his directors for his in-time uh, uh, Joseph program. He, he, uh, and he, he said, you know, he said, he said, I went traveling with Dr. Summerall, and he said Dr. Summerall uh, preached in 10 countries in seven days. And he was in his late 70s. 10 countries in seven days. He said, we uh, had a layover in the airport, and it was about midnight. He said, I, and then this guy was 35 at the time. He said, uh, I, I laid down on a bench there in the airport, and I thought, man, I don't know if I've ever been as tired in my life. He said, I looked over and laying on the other bench was a guy who was in his late 70s who'd done all the preaching, done all the work. And he's just going. They, they said he'd wear young preachers out. Well, where did he get that strength? Well, he got it because he kept pressing on, and God gave him strength. Amen. When you quit, then, you, then the blessing stops. The strength stops, but you just keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. You just keep going. Amen. I like something I heard Joyce Meyer say years ago. She said, well, one day you're going to get a flyer that said, Granny Meyer's coming to your town. And that was years ago, so now I think you can just about send that flyer out. Don't tell her I said that, but she's, she's arrived. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> And so just working for God and, and believing God and keeping your faith, it keeps you young inside. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so uh, now, now he, he talked about, you know, that this is maturity as you just keep pressing on. Look at, look at Hebrews chapter 6. Go there. Hebrews 6. And we're just, uh, you know, I'm exhorting you tonight. I hope, you, I hope you're receiving it because I'm exhorting you. God's not done. You say, well, we've reached a place now where, Pastor, we're, you know, financially, we feel pretty good. We're pretty good shape. Well, are you done? I'm not done. I'm not done with the natural blessings. I'm not done with the spiritual blessings. Amen. I'm going to keep pressing on because God's got more. He's got more for us. That's what he told Israel. Don't stop here at this mountain. Don't camp at this mountain. Get going. There's land out here for you to possess. Yeah. And so we have, to, we have to have the right attitude about it. Amen? We have to have the right spirit about it. Now, in, in Hebrews chapter uh, 6, verse 11, the Bible says, We desire that every one of you, how many of us? Every one of us show the same diligence uh, to the full assurance of hope unto the end. How many, how many are at the end? I'm not. This isn't the end for me. And um, so, so you got to keep doing what? you got to keep being diligent. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Notice this. And as Paul's saying, you can't be lethargic. you got to stay with it until the end. How I many know it's easy to get comfortable and get lazy? How I many know if you sit around and do nothing, you know, guess what? You get lazy, don't you? You know, you, you, get, you get lazy. You, I can always tell when I've been sitting too long. When I get up, it's like I'm, it's, I'm stiff. I haven't kept things moving. And you can, get, you can get lazy. You can get lazy spiritually. And I mean, that, that gets you in trouble. God wants us to keep pressing on. Keep, keep believing for more. 
Amen. You say, well, I got all I need. Well, how about give it away? Whatever it is you have, all you think you, you need. You get more and give it away. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm not done. Well, I thought maybe you'd, you'd quit a couple years we get a new pastor. Well, think again. I'm not done. <laughs> no, you weren't thinking that, were you? All right. You know, I'm going to keep preaching. How long are you going to preach? I'm preaching until Jesus Christ of Nazareth tells me I'm done. Amen. You say, well, some pastors retire, some preachers retire. Well, that's between them and the Lord. If the Lord let them do that, that's fine. But, I, you know, I'm going to keep. I, I've never heard the Lord tell me that I could ever retire from preaching. Amen. I'm going to keep doing it until. Amen. Amen. You know, be like the old preacher. There's an old preacher years back in the 50s named Raymond T. Ritchie. You may have heard that name. Raymond T. Ritchie was a great healing evangelist and preacher in the 50s and, and uh, tent, you know, the tent, during the tent revival. And they said one time he was preaching, and he's older, and he's up there, and he, and he started saying, he's preaching, and he started saying, no, you'll have to wait. And they thought, who's he talking to? And he did about, I don't know, two, three, four times. He just said, no, you'll have to wait. Shakey said, no, you'll have to wait. No, you'll have to wait. And they thought, He's slipping. What's he talking about? No, you have to wait. After he got done preaching, he went back and sat down on the platform on the chair and slumped over and died. Went to heaven. He was telling death, you'll have to wait. I'm not done with my sermon. Hallelujah. I'm not through yet. Praise God. That, that's a man that kept pressing on. Amen. He kept pressing on. Brother Hagin kept pressing on. Amen. You know, all the way, man. Uh, you know, a l- lot of, lot of uh, men and women. I mean, I, we were talking, Pastor Jerry and I were talking uh, just uh, before service. I mean, Marilyn Hickey's like 89 or 90 years old. She, what's she doing? What's she doing? She's still preaching. The last, I don't know, I don't know if she is right now, but I know uh, maybe a couple years ago, she's still going on, on, over in foreign countries and, pre- and holding crusades. Don't you love people like that? Amen. I was just listening to a preacher the other day, and these stupid thoughts hit me. He, he's getting ready to start. He, he's, well, maybe I shouldn't say his age because some of you might be close to that. Uh, but anyway, let's just say he's older. And he's talking about these plans for his ministry. And, I mean, there are multi-million dollar plans, like 500 and some million dollars to do what he's planning on doing. And I'm thinking... You, you ain't got that much longer left. You going to take on a project like that? Well, how many know that's a dumb thought? Amen? What's he doing? He's keep pressing on. Why? Well, is he eventually going to go to heaven? We, hey, how many know we're all going there someday? Right? If the rapture doesn't take place, how many know? How many know? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to burst your bubble. But if the rapture doesn't take place, your body's going in, going to die. Your earthly suit. You're going to put it off. Everything you have, you know, your goldfish is going. Your cat's going. Your dog's going. Amen. Your lizard's going. Stark's frogs are going. Everything is. Everything's got an expiration date on it. 
But the good thing about us believers is all we're doing is changing locations. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but, you know, I mean, I'm not wishing for death. Don't misunderstand me. But, but you know, uh, yeah, this body, you have to work on it, man. The maintenance of that thing will be over. It's like I told a friend of mine. He said, man, you're looking good. I said, well, should be. I've been losing weight for 35 years. Well, all that will be over with. How many know that? I don't know what they're going to serve at the marriage separate land, but I hope it's in mass quantities because <laughs> I have a few suggestions. Maybe it'll be Mexican. I don't know. Praise the Lord. You know, but my point is, 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 you know, we keep pressing on until we're finished. And we're not finished until we take our last, last breath. So if I'm 99 years old, I shouldn't be thinking about, well, it's too late for me to keep pressing on and doing new things in ministry. I shouldn't be thinking that way. I should be thinking I keep going until the Lord says we're done. Amen. And you shouldn't be thinking, I, I'm as blessed as I need to be. No, God's got more. Amen. He's got more for us. Amen. Now, Isaiah, go there. Isaiah, I just want to look at a couple more things here tonight. Isaiah chapter 54, go there. Isaiah 54. And this is not, maybe not be a long sermon, but it's going to be, it's, it's, I hope it's, it's encouraging you. You know, not to quit, not to give up, but to realize God's got more for you. Isaiah chapter 54, uh, verse 2, says this. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitations. Spare not, uh, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So God's saying, look, hey, hey, because here's what's going to happen. You're going to break forth on the right hand and on the left. So God is simply saying, hey, you need to enlarge your, you know, you need, you know, he's telling them you need to physically enlarge your tent because I'm going to bless you. Amen. You know, you may, maybe you get, you know, you, you, maybe, maybe you have more kids, you enlarge your house, right? You know, we know, I, Phyllis and I know a lady from the Chicago area that she has 52 grandkids, two more on the way. So she's going to have 54, and, you know, before the, uh, another year. And uh, how many know when you got that many grandkids, you got to enlarge your dwelling, right? God's got to bless me with new house just so I can have grandkids over, you know, so I can keep them all at once. How many less? No. How many know? No. Phyllis and I made a rule. When we had six, we said, from now on, two at once, two at once. No, they can all come over and visit, but they can't stay overnight. They have to go home. The multitudes have to depart. I've got to send the multitudes away. Only two can stay. And so, it, it, but God's, what, what, what does this mean to us spiritually? Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch, stretch forth the, the curtains of your habitation. Strengthen your stakes. See, you're going to have a bigger tent. You're going to have a bigger dwelling place, so you've got to have stronger stakes. You, what, what does that mean today? Well, we've got to enlarge our thinking. See, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So your thoughts set your boundaries. If you think small, you'll have small. And I'm not talking about just power of positive thinking. I'm talking about thinking in line with God's Word. Because really, the, you, you, really, it's your mind that limits you. It's your mind that limits you. Amen. It's your mind that limits you. 
you know, well, I can't never have that because I don't have the education. Well, let me just say something to you. God can put you any place he, any place he wants you to be. You know, I remember one time, God, I was, Phyllis and I going to this meeting. It was, it was on, the, on the West Coast. And I had, this, I had this knowing in my spirit, I need to be at this meeting. But these were in the days we didn't have, we didn't have, any, we didn't have hardly, I won't say we didn't have any money, but we didn't have any spare money, okay? It just wasn't there. And so, uh, so there wasn't any way, naturally speaking, that we were going to buy airline tickets and a hotel and a rental car and go to this meeting. But I felt like God wanted me to go to this meeting. And so I get a call from someone, and they said, somebody wants to send you to that meeting. Would you go if they do it? They're going to pay for everything. And see, this person didn't know I needed to go to that meeting, but they were listening to God. How many know that? They, how many God's, God's got people to listen to him, right? And they were listening to the Lord because they had no idea I even was thinking about it. And so when I got in that meeting, I will never forget, I'm sitting in an afternoon service, and the Lord said this to me, just strong. He said, I can get you any place I need you to be anytime I need you to be there. I've never forgot that. I said, you sure can. You got me here on the, on the, on the West Coast. And, you know, I didn't, th- I didn't have any way to get here. But you provided a way. Amen. So I've always, for, I've always remember that because God did something special for us in that meeting. He really did. He did something financial for us in that meeting and uh, broke something off of us in that meeting, Phyllis and I. And things began to change after that meeting. But I'll never forget God telling me, I can get you any place I need you to be anytime I need you to be there. How many know God can get you any place He needs you to be anytime He needs you to be there? God can do, he, you got you to enlarge your thinking. You thought, well, I could, never, I could never have that. I could never do that. How many got to enlarge your thinking? Amen. Amen. A minister acquaintance of mine, he said, you know, when I was younger, we lived in a certain area. And he said, there was this area where rich people lived up on this hill. And he said, my dad would tell me as a kid, you'll never live up there. Forget it. You'll never live up there. You'll never live up there. He said, you know what? Uh, one day I bought a house up there. Because he got that out of his mind and got God's word in his mind, amen, and began to realize that God could do anything. He can get you wherever he needs you to be. Hallelujah. Amen. And so this is what Isaiah is saying. He's enlarge, enlarge your thinking, enlarge the way you think. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So enlarge your thinking. God, God, listen, listen to what he said. He said, you shall, everybody say shall. You shall break forth. God's talking about I'm going to do something in your future. I got something for you in the future. You shall break forth. Having the Jeremiah said that, that God said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. The King James says to give you an expected end. That expected end, the New King James translates this way because this is one of the meanings of that, to give you a future and a hope. God's got a future for us. And how many know the Bible says we're to abound in hope? We're to to expect. I'm not supposed to wake up and think, well, I'm old, you know. I'm not old, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I'm past my prime and... And, 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 you know, I mean, you know, maybe in my younger days, God could have done this. No, 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 no. God's supernatural. Amen. I said, he's supernatural. Amen. Don't limit him to your, your natural thinking. You know, the only reason why, you know, the Bible says with God, all things are possible. But it's also everything's possible to him that believes. When we see things as impossible, it's, it's, just, it's just the naturalness of man. 
Because God's with God, it's it's there's nothing impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A missionary friend of mine, he was in different countries, but he was this time he was in the uh, uh, south of us uh, in Mexico. And, um, you know, he, t- he, t- he told a story. He said, you know, there was a g- man pastoring this church in um, Mexico, and he had seven people in his church. He'd been there for seven years and had seven people, and uh, five of them was his family. And so it just looked like nothing's happening, you know. And he said, you know, he said, but one day, now he said one day the guy was shaving of the morning, getting ready for the day, and he had a knock on his door, and this guy said, look, I heard you believe in divine healing. He said, yeah, well, I do. He said, well, I got some people here I want you to pray for. And uh, he, he said, well, uh, just take them to the church. I'll come over there and pray for them. And so he prayed for those people. They were healed. The next Sunday morning he had 700 people. Did you all hear that? Seven from, from seven to 700. From seven to 700. You don't think God can still do that today? Has he lost the recipe for manna? Remember, what, remember, remember when, when God told Moses, I'm going to give you quail for all these people? Moses said, well, where in the world are you going to get that much? You know how many people? What? God said, is my arm wax short? I mean, God, I mean, God just boom and two million quail hit the dust. One shot. Well, how did I go hunting with God? And I go fishing with Jesus. I mean, he got 150. I mean, you cast out and you get 153 fish. Huh. How many know God? God yeah, David said, My cup runneth over. God is an exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or thank God. So you do things with Him and you, you let Him control it. It gets big. I said, It gets big real quick. His blessing on your life. So don't ever think, you know, man, I've arrived. No, you haven't arrived. Maybe you're blessed. You should be happy. You should be thankful. But don't think this is the destination. You're still on the journey. Amen. Paul said, I fought a good fight. Remember? I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. He realized, I'm done now. But boy, what, did, what he did in those years, what God did through him. And remember, he said, it wasn't me. It was the grace of God on me. He said, I did more than all the other apostles. We said, it wasn't me. It was God's grace. So I can't take any credit for it. God can do the same thing for all of us. I mean, he, he can make you a thousand times greater than you are right now. This isn't just a hype, hype up, you know, pump you up message. This is literally the word of God for us tonight. Don't think he's done blessing you. He's not through. He's not through. Amen. You know, Psalm 78 said the children of Israel limited God. They limited the Holy One. They limited Him. The word limit means to allow to only go so far, to set boundaries. But listen to this. Limitless means this, having no limit, boundless, immeasurable. How many of God wants us, you know, into the limitless area? Hallelujah. Limitless. Amen. Now, let's go to one last scripture. Did you get anything tonight? All right, go to Romans chapter 15, because God's not done blessing us. He's not done. The devil will lie to you, and he'll tell you, you've come as far as you can. That's a lie. Hallelujah. Romans 15, go there. Romans, the 15th chapter. Look what 
I love this scripture. Romans 15. You got it? 15 chapter? All right. Look at verse 29. Paul said, and I am sure. That's positive, isn't it? I'm sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's strong words. I'm sure I'm coming in the fullness when I come. Hallelujah. Well, how I many there must be a fullness then? You have to ask, have I reached my fullness yet? I can't say I have. I don't know about you, but I've not, I'm not at the fullness yet. Amen. I don't even know what it is, the fullness yet. So I just got to keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Amen. Until I find the fullness. Man, I helped, a, I helped this person move years ago. If they hear this, they'll know I'm talking about them. But, you know, you do things in front of me, I, t- I talk about it. Unless it's bad, you know. But I helped this person move this one time. And this, this guy's wife, I'm telling you, she had the fullness when it comes to dresses. I mean, it was almost like it took a U-Haul itself just to move her closet. I mean, this woman believed in the fullness. Amelda Marcos, remember, remember the Marcoses that were over the Philippines years ago? Uh, you know, when, when uh, they fell out of power, the news media was running this big story. She had 15,000 pairs of shoes. 15,000. Well, uh, my thought was, what, there's no news here. Every woman does. What's the news in this? I mean, where these news people live, man? They don't think any of them married? You know, on that day, I had like two dress shoes, you know, and Phyllis had shoes all over, you know, it's like get your, get your junk out of my closet so I can put my stuff in here. And <laughs> it's amazing how, how, you know, she's looking at me kind of funny, but it's the truth. I, we, we go home and we can go, you, well, no, you don't have 15,000, maybe 5,000, but all right, 150, 50, 100? Anyway. No, that's not 20. I can guarantee you. I can count more than 20 just walking into the, walking in through the, yeah. we're going to go home and count. We will, have a, we will have a count, full count for you next Wednesday night, all right? We'll have it. We're going to go home and count because I think you can count 20 before you ever get into the kitchen. <laughs> no sugar tonight in my coffee, right? Amen. How many understand that God is never done until we leave this earth? And then it really gets good. That's when it really gets good. But I just want to encourage you tonight. God's not done blessing you. Amen. When will I know he's done? Well, David said, I won't be satisfied until I wake with his likeness. That's what he said in Psalm 17. When I wake with his likeness. Well, praise God. I don't know about you, but... You know, when the Lord began talking to me about this, uh, it's, it helped me. It stirred me up. Amen. You know, because you begin to slow down. You begin to think, well, I'll just coast the rest of the way. No, God's not into coasting. He wants you to, he wants you to complete the race, right? He wants you to run it all the way through. He wants you to be like the Apostle Paul. Amen. And, uh, and, and listen, he wants us to uh, finish the course. Finish it and finish strong. Hallelujah with the blessing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
you know, and I'm thinking about spiritual things, but, but it pertains to the natural things. Amen. You know, I want to I be when I go that it's like, like the, the book of Proverbs says, you leave an inheritance to your children's children. I mean, you've got enough to live for a couple generations there to, to be blessed with. Praise God. Amen. But, but more important than that, I want, I, want the, I want those spiritual blessings, you know. How the Bible talks about we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Well, I certainly am not walking in all of them. Are you? I mean, I've experienced many blessings, but I'm, I'm not done. Hallelujah. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.